Um, Karma Club is a weekly club where we discuss very serious issues with smart people in non-polarizing ways. And the purpose is to make the world a little better. And the currency of that is something called karma, which is a coin on the rally uh, cryptocurrency site that you can buy and and hold and show and give to people. And I'll have a better way of explaining it all next week um, when, when Eamon gets what I recorded up and running. I don't like to talk about money in in any in any um where did elijah go all right i need elijah for this did elijah go yeah yes i need elijah here he is okay all right i'm hoping he'll come back All right. Um, this week, we were going to discuss issues between black women and white women, but we seriously um, have to discuss the, the, the blurgent, as Rebecca would say, problem with Haiti. So we're going to talk about that. And I, I'd like Rebecca to give us some context. Can you do that? Yes, so it's always for Black of the Blacks, but yes. So um, Haiti uh, is has been on my mind for quite some time. Um, I'm not Haitian. My parents are Trinidadian and Jamaican, but really I'm a human being. And I think there, you know, when we talk about diversity, we put it in a silo of something we can and can't do when we look at statistics when really diversity is human rights, right? And I think that being alive is is a human right. Like human sustainability is is a right that we all can grant and give to each other, um, you know, and take care of our neighbors. So uh, when I was growing up, uh, and Calypso, and uh, the artist's name is David Rudder. And the song was called Haiti, I'm Sorry. And I used to listen to, my father used to play that song so the record would like pop like, over and over again. So I'm like 10 years old, 11 years old. So I Haiti and uh, what has happened to Haiti since they were the first um, and only, uh, you know, revolution against colonial powers, specifically the French um, in 1804, and how France and um, a lot of uh, first world nations have colluded ever since. Karma Club is a weekly opportunity to have or. torture him and made the pictures of him to look like a monkey specifically because how dare you do this to us so not only are we going to punish you but our, your depictions of you is to shame you and to shock anyone into thinking that what you did was actually actually you know a military victory um worthy of of, of writing books about you and and holding you up as, as a hero and a leader yes so uh, it, it is psychological as well as um, uh, economic, as well as physical um, retribution that France took on Haiti. Haiti still owes France uh, based on that revolution. Um, so when we're talking about reparations and we're talking about, you know, really looking at uh, what colonization has done, we also need to look at France and what France continues to do um, in, in terms of um, exterminating that debt. Um, that's been hang, hanging over the head of Haiti for cent, what centuries at this point, correct? Um, so when we look at Haiti, we also need to look at the geopolitical um, ramifications of what America has done in Haiti. Um, specifically, we can talk most recently, uh, well, not even that recently, but I do recall in 2000 when, you know, our beloved, you know, first black president, uh, Clinton, um, did a coup and removed a democratically elected 
uh, president at that time, uh, John Bertrand Aristide. So when we look at, you know, the, the assassination of the president that just happened about a month ago, and we're like, oh my goodness, what's going on in Haiti? Haiti has been specifically and purposefully destabilized for centuries. There's Papa Doc. I mean, there's a whole history of, of, of leaders that are either installed or deposed um, for various reasons. Haiti also is one of the most um, mineral-rich countries um, in the Western Hemisphere. So when we look at the Clinton Global Initiative um, and what they, they, they said that they were doing versus what they really did in terms of mining the resources, when we look at um, all the so-called money in 2010 for the earthquake that was uh, supposedly going to Haiti, specifically the Red Cross, and only millions of dollars and only six houses were built. I said six, single digits, six homes were built. Um, so back in 2010, when that was happening, I was the director of history at Harlem Children's Zone. And I did an entire unit with the entire school. So it was, uh, I think it was like third grade through sixth grade. Had them all down in the auditorium. Did this whole curriculum on the history of Haiti all the way up until this point and what what it used to be called, which is IAT. Um, and then we raised hundreds of dollars. I had all the little children. They wrote, I, I taught them about NGOs. Um, and so reason being that, you know, sometimes we donate to them and sometimes we need to be very skeptical. <laughs> and um, so they donated money, they donated clothes and, and not only just give, give, give just for the generosity or the pity, but to actually have a complete holistic understanding of who these people are, why they're giving and, and what it means. Right. And, and again, re reinforcing how they were the only country to actually reject colonial powers in 1804. So I was teaching little third graders, fourth graders that. So, you know, when I think about Haiti and I think about Clubhouse and I think about all the other movements that's been happening, you know, organizing on Clubhouse, again, no shade, um, to them, right? Um, and I would really suggest that people paying more people into this room. I think that there's rooms on Clubhouse that are utter trash and, and abysmal, <laughs> shameful sometimes. And I get that people want to have fun, but like this is a room for actual sustainability of humanity. And I would like this room to get to 8,000, just like it got to 8,000 dragging somebody last week, right? So we need to really be mindful of how we use Clubhouse. I use Clubhouse as two ways. One, who needs to be in this room? One, Two, who contribute to this room? And I literally uh, think, I would like to see more white women in this room. So well, then there we are, go. If you are a person who has white women for friends, ping them into this room. Because one, one of the things we do is separate ourselves off. And, if it, it, and suddenly it's all uh, the black community helping somebody or, you know, it's all the the uh, white community helping somebody. And I want us to band together because Haiti is a really wonderful cause. And it's a cause that transcends black and white. It is a country. And you know what the, what the uh, precipitating cause of this room is that there were a bunch of people from Haiti who tried to get into the United States. Remember, Haiti has had an earthquake in the last, what, two, two months, three months, and has also had, I don't know, when was June? And, and it also has had the assassination of its president, and it has had all kinds of political unrest. So there are people from Haiti who wanted to come and seek asylum in the United States. Now, remember, we are the people with this statue. If you are an American, you have been taught in school about this statue that we have. It's called the Statue of Liberty. And it says, bring me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. That's what it says, or, you know, words to that effect, but it's pretty close. Um, I'll look it up after I get done with this harangue. And, and yet, as a country, we cannot get an immigration policy going that will take in people who desperately need asylum and who are refugees from 
awful situations. And we have Haiti, we have Afghanistan, and we have our ongoing issue with Latin America. And to my mind, it is because we do not have an immigration policy that tells everyone how, how many people we can, will, and should accept, and whether indeed we do give asylum or we don't give asylum. All right, we're black uh, for the blacks. I'm done ranting, but that's my larger picture. Yeah, and um, yeah, and, and and to your point, what I was saying is, uh, you know, I saw a lot of activity for India when India was going through, you know, COVID in, in a large degree. So a lot of activity for Palestine. I moderated. I have a whole bunch of Palestinian followers, right? Moderated rooms um, on Palestine, um, multiple rooms. Um, uh, you know, AAPI hate. Wow, right? Like, sure, took over Clubhouse. For a few, you know, for a few days or weeks, right? Um, obviously, Afghanistan. So it's like I see these epochs, these mo- these magical moments where everyone's like, "Yeah, you know, like Power Rangers, let's go!" You know, we're gonna we're gonna mobilize on Clubhouse, yeah, you know. And I didn't I didn't see a congruent <laughs> uh, level of activity. And again, blurgency, black and urgent um, mobilization on Clubhouse for Haiti. You know, so you know, I'm I'm like, well, where 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 the AIP for Haiti? Because like. There were a lot of black people in those AAPI hate rooms saying there's solidarity, right? There's a lot of black people in the Palestinian rooms, ooh, solidarity. A lot of black people in the Indian rooms, ooh, solidarity, right? So I'm calling out everybody at this point. <laughs> I'm popular for unpopular um, comments, right? Or unpopular opinions. So, you know, I, I, I just want to see, right? For every action, there needs to be an equal and opposite reaction, right? That's, that's the laws of physics. So I, I want to see the same level of urgency, care, empathy um, for Haiti as we have utilized Clubhouse for for so many. Uh, you know, when when Texas was going through that that storm, um, the, I guess that winter storm a few months ago, There's a lot of mobilization for that, right? Um, so so that would be my thing. And there there are quite a few people in this room right now. Um, that can, uh, Marguerite, I don't want to call you out, but I just did, uh, that can also come up and, and speak. Cause I, I I'd like not, to call her out. Yes. <laughs> Cause I am, I am, I am not Haitian, but, um, and I always, you know, and I, I think the issue with the F Af- the Afghanistan rooms is that a lot of the Afghanistan rooms, I was in some that was two going on two, three, four o'clock in the morning. No Afghan people on, on stage. And well, we're, we're, we're going to. We're gonna perfectly get fine with, with um, moderating like that. So I found that to um, to be an issue as well. So just in terms of like mindful moderation, I always like to center people who are of that experience, um, if possible, not as a monolith, but just as a broadening of context so that people get a much um, deeper understanding and also don't feel like it's not fair or one-sided. So we're black of four. Continuing the conversation about Haiti and... Um, Haiti United right now, I think, is the the biggest platform for people to donate to. I, for one, if, if I'm going to do some calls to action really quickly before we move on to other people, um, I, for one, actually subscribe to the Haitian Times. So the Haitian Times is, is an independent media outlet for and by Haitians. And I pay, I pay the paywall because sometimes... Sometimes support isn't something big that's like, oh my God, look at me, I'm out, you know, I'm doing this. Like sometimes it's really something simple. Like, you know what? Haitians need to find the news from Haitian sources and not mainstream media that could be clouding exactly what the truth is. I'm going to go support that. So everyone, something very simple, low, 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 low stakes, HaitianTimes.org. Go to the Haitian Times, spend the $5 or how much ever it is a month. It's not that much money. But it goes a long way in terms of, again, building out the sustainability of, of a group of people who have been, again, subjected to all kinds of uh, wickedness for hundreds of years because they kicked out the French. So, you know, sometimes it could be something really simple, right? So, so food, yep. Water, yep. Shelter, right? Also communication, also news, also information. All of those things I think that we can achieve today in terms of um, really co-creating a, a, a safer space. Um, for Haitian sustainability, for Black and Done speaking. 
for the blacks. Rebecca for the blacks. Uh, I asked Deep to come up because uh, Deep has a lot of experience in international affairs, and he follows these. Uh, he follows these events closely, and I thought he might be able to add some context from an international perspective before we move on to Sharon. So. Yeah, sorry. Uh, thank you, Dr. Uh, Francine Hardaway. Uh, it's, it's great to be here. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I just uh, very passionate about, uh, you know, understanding global affairs and international relations. And yeah, I think uh, I can't agree with, uh, can't agree more with uh, some of the sentiment that was said earlier in the news, news, newsroom. I mean, you know, what's going on right now at the border is an absolute humanitarian crisis. Uh, but, you know, going forward from here, you know, I think it's it's important, and I, I don't think, you know, I hate to say this, but I don't think our government's doing a great job in, in crafting its immigration policy. Uh, you know, we, we as, as, a, as a country, like you mentioned, have taken in people who have gotten through certain hardships in the past, and they've integrated very well into our society. Uh, but the question is, how do we make, you know, the, the legal immigration system work for, for people and also people who are suffering uh, in these countries? How do we make those countries better uh, so that we don't see this influx of uh, illegal immigration? And I think, you know, this was addressed during the uh, Obama administration a little bit uh, when uh, President Obama, you know, had a, uh, you know, a policy where, you know, he wanted to, uh, you know, improve the living standards, particularly focused in, in some of these Central American countries like Honduras, uh, so that, uh, you know, we wouldn't see this, uh, you know, refugee caravan, migrant caravan as much. Uh, so I think this is just my personal take on this. I think that we have, uh, as, as the world's only superpower and, and pretty much the most powerful country on earth, I think the obligation to improve living standards in some of these countries so that we don't see kind of uh, the need for, for this type of, uh, you know, horrific uh, migration patterns and, you know, to, to see some of these stories is truly remarkable, right? You see people who are, you know, going from, you know, like you know, some of these very war-torn countries, you know, in South and Central America uh, and, and coming their way all the way up uh, into Mexico and risking their life uh, just to get into this country, so. Yes, and and that is that is a concern. Thank you so much, Deep. Our failure is having any kind of workable uh, immigration policy. Elijah, I know before that you wanted to say something. <clears throat> and by the way, Heyman just told me back channel that um, <clears throat> that I uh, that the earthquake was August fourteenth. So actually much closer in time than even I remembered. And that's why the Haitians are coming our way. Everything they have at home is has been destroyed. And, you know, everyone seems to think that people come to the United States because they want to do something here like uh, get a baby citizenship or take advantage of our welfare program or any any other kind of bullshit. But really, it's because they have lost everything and they yeah. really they have nowhere else to go. Nobody leaves because because it's their first choice. I just had breakfast with someone who was at the the and, and you're going to talk right after this, Elijah, and I'm glad you came back. Um, I I was listening to someone um, at the border that had been to the border yesterday in Arizona and said there are buses at the border that the cartels have operated from other Latin American countries where they're charging people $6,000 to get them into the United States. And I don't, you know, that's, that's, Another, you know, and then when they get them in, according to this woman's opinion, she's she's running for governor in Arizona, so her opinion is colored by politics. But um, 
she said when they do come into the United States, they come in as indentured servants. So this is horrible because it's human trafficking. But again, it's the result of a non-working immigration policy. But let's get back to the specifics of the people on the border in Del Rio, Texas, who have been under the bridge. Elijah? Yeah. Then I'll come to you. Well, you know, I'm just in general disgusted by all of this behavior. Um, um, To see people paid with government dollars to whip humans. um, It was just a little bit too much to take. Um, It's it's quite... uh, triggering um of uh memories of slavery and um you know uh dna memories in my bones you know of what that what that feels like and knowing that white people haven't really felt that you know and so and nobody non-black has really felt that in the united states and so when people come over here who aren't black and, um, you know, want to, uh, you know, just act like America is all that, you know, try starting with America. OK, try try founding America on the premises that it's been founded on and, you know, and see if you have the same conclusions. Because, like I said, on the morning show, on the on the news show, um, and Marguerite, I would love you to ha- come up because you are Haitian background. I would love for you to say something. Um, so, yeah, I, um, you know, if, the, if these refugees were Norwegian or German or from some European country, maybe, maybe um, uh, you know, Europe decides that they want to get rid of Jews again. And so these were white, white passing or white presenting Jewish folks um, coming to the American border. Um, the situation would be completely different. We would never have a story like this. Um, that's all I have to say about it for now. And Marguerite actually DM'd saying that she's working. So, but thank you very much for listening in, Marguerite. And maybe in the future we could actually get your opinion as well. Thanks. Yes, Marguerite, thank you. And she has some, I usually has some, something listed in her bio about, yeah, where to donate for, for Haitian support and, this is someone who knows she has a, a list of organizations in her bio. Marguerite is sitting in the VIP section and the followed by the speaker section. Thank you, Marguerite. Thank you so much. Yes, please, everyone. Um, so Marguerite um, cannot talk right now. But and thank you so much for all that you said, uh, Elijah Joy, for the Blacks in terms of you know intergenerational trauma that we're witnessing in our tax dollars. You know, I want my taxes back, you know. Oh, and I want my taxes black. Like it, because right now the the border patrol individuals uh, or heathens, um, they're not fired yet. Right now, according to DHS, they're they're simply on what is called administrative leave, which means they still get their salary, they still have their dental, their medical. Um, yeah, so it's an issue. And then also, a lot of the migrants at the border right now are not from Haiti. Right now, they're at, they actually some of them have been there for quite for ten years from the initial from the big earthquake from 2010, and then also a lot of them were brought to Brazil to build the Olympic Stadium, and then they've just been tossed around like hockey pucks from Chile to to to, to Brazil, Colombia, um, and they've been migrants this whole time. Um, and last thing I'll share, and then definitely want to bring it to Sharon and fabulously vegan boop, 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 is uh, back in 2011. I'll never forget this. At the time there were these two news, look like, look like little tiny newspapers called Metro and also AM paper. They were like the free papers that you just got every day in New York city. And it was a tiny article. It was the beginning of the year. It was January, 2011. And it's, it was, it was a report by the, World Health Organization, and it had predicted that that entire decade was going to be plagued by migrant crises because they said all of the destabilization in terms of economies, because again, this is like 2000, just a little bit past 2008. So they said all of the economic destabilization would mean that we're going to continue to see more and more migrant crises. And it was a tiny little 
and I never, and I was like, I wish I had clipped it because I was like, boom, that was it. They predicted it. So after that was the Arab Spring, right? And after that was the Occupy Movement, right? So, so it came the crisis in Libya, right? So you, you're Syria, right? Like you see all of the, now when I, when I look at what the last 10, 15 years have been, it's like, mm, mm-hmm, that makes total sense. And if you think this is, this is something like, this is an inflection point, like it's just going to get worse, right? If you, if you listen to, you know, um, there's, there's children named Angela because Angela, because of the immigration policies that Angela Merkel had uh-huh, for the Somalis and other, and other people that are in Burmese. So <laughs> like, this is, this is the, uh, unfortunately, this is the wave of the future. You're going to have borderless groups of people in pockets searching for a place to go. The exodus, the, um, the, the, the nomadicness, the, uh, unfortunately, the, 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 the human and sex trafficking like, that's happening in Libya, that's happening around, yes. So th- it's just going to continue from country to country. So this is really a global thing. And I don't think the UN is really talking about it that way. Um, but just like the trash, is, there's like mountains of trash that are just floating and plaguing different islands um, around the world, right? The same thing is going to be happening in terms of the migrant crisis. Not to compare people to trash, but I'm just saying that like it, it, everyone's going to be like over there, over there. It's not my problem. Over there, continue to pile up and plague us. And the question is, what do we do again? Human rights, human sustainability to stem the tide. So we're black for thinking about this long term. Done speaking. And adding to that, double blacking on that is, you know, we have become uh, a society uh, that sees humans as disposable. So this is also a part another pandemic. But I'll throw to the new folks on the stage. Um, I don't know if Sharon got a chance to speak or Fabulously Vegan is now here and Yvette, I'm but I'd like to throw to them. I'm trying to get to Sharon. Desperately. <laughs> Sharon, good morning. Dr. Francine, thank you. My favorite PMR, physical medicine rehab doc. Heyman, how are you? It's been a while. Elijah Rebecca, thank you so much. Guys, I'm so, like, my my heart is warmed. I have so much trauma and anxiety in my bones at this point. I am unable to control a lot of my uh, heart palpitations. It's just been so much. It feels like we've been rolling in trauma and stress since July when we lost our president to a horrible assassination. Um, and there, again, in August, we had the earthquake that displaced so many we had areas that didn't have water for weeks and weeks at a time. And I love what Clubhouse has been for us as Haitians because together, collaboratively, without any help from external sources, we really got our resources together. We got boots on the ground, we got water to locations that were remote. And just when we thought we can get a reprieve, we received this uh, information about what's going on under the bridge in Texas at the border of Del Rio, and it was just shocking. I have people in this audience, and I'm not sure if they want to talk about it, but they've lost family members in that journey, that three-month journey. And the, the stories that we heard was just astronomically sad and, and depressive. More importantly, after three months of surviving coyotes, of surviving natural disasters, of blisters on their feet only to get to our grounds and for us to mistreat them in such a nefarious and traumatic way it just seems inhumane um but we are a resilient people that is for sure we will rise again this is for certain what i'd love to see and what i think i think everyone would love to see is a stay on the deportation let's get everyone the mental help, the physical help that they need. Haiti uh, right now received a, a few batches of the deportees and was only able to give, I think the last re- a report I heard, was only able to give them the amount of 10 US dollars. Just everyone got $10 and said, you know, uh, make do with life here. So this is not something that we'd like to see. 
But unfortunately, Haiti doesn't have the resources to care for the people who are being deported at this point. Um, we're getting reports that people are not being told that they're being placed on on a plane. They essentially went to sleep, woke up and found themselves in Haiti. So there was no soft handling, no humanity in it at all. And, and so my greatest desire is to stay these deportations and to put pressure on politicians to, to do better about this situation. So I love the platform. I love that we're coming together to talk about this um, because I don't think that anyone deserves this treatment at all. I totally, I totally am obviously behind you, but I, I didn't know until I read, there's an article that Heyman has been trying to uh, text to me for a long time, and uh, and I I was going to read it out loud, but I wanted you to talk, Sharon. But there was a there's an article in the Intercept that said that four months ago Biden declared Haiti an unsafe place, and he said that everyone he basically said everyone uh, that he was going to stay deportations and and everyone could come here temporary protected status was extended and expanded for Haitians just five weeks ago. Yet in the last 24 hours, 320 Haitians were placed on planes by the Biden administration and expelled uh, back to Haiti. Around 14,000 Haitians will be expelled from the U.S. over the, over the uh, coming three weeks. And so that is like speaking out of both sides of your mouth. And the only way we can combat that is if the American people rise up together and just sort of bury our differences for a little while and say, hey, this is a humanitarian crisis and we absolutely have to band together to help. What say you fabulously, Vegan? And what's worse is, is a African swine flu that's also uh, just started. Uh, the crisis is uh, expanding. So with these other living conditions, they're having a lot of uh, these diseases also popping up. So we're sending them back to a very worse off country right now than they left. Wow, that, that is just ghastly. Fabulously, would you like to weigh in on this? Hi, yes. Um, thank you so much for pinging me, uh, Elijah, and welcoming, welcoming me to this space on this very uh, sensitive topic, but necessary. Um, whenever I see any sort of um, inhumane treatment of, of us or people of color, or I, 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 I don't know, I get, um, I become tongue twisted like I am now, and my heart is is uh it's uneasy and i think of the word of uh, being equanimous and um i i wonder how does one remain calm under these sorts of situations and and honestly if it's overrated to remain calm in these sorts oh of situations. no i scream and yell Right, hey, exactly. I, I run right. a club called the Karma Club, and I'm screaming, <laughs> yelling. Exactly, right. it, it challenges you as a human being, and it challenges all of your your spirituality and and everything. When we see these sorts of acts of of violence, and um, it's it's it, it's just, I mean, I hear what you're saying, saying we as a nation needs to come, we need to come together, no matter the color. But I also wish that sometimes. Um, also wish that sometimes that I'm not Haitian, by the way, I'm not. Um, but as a black woman, I wish that <laughs> I wish that it would it was much so that we come together as a community, uh, black community and all the people of color. Like, I just wish that we would just kind of lead um, into into a resolve. And no matter who joins us, you know, no matter who's the allies, it's, it's just us leading into it. And as much as I believe in equality and everything of that nature and, and uh, kumbaya, um, there are times I'm like, oh, I'm ready to throw this out the window. You know, you become angry. And that's when it's, it's, I have to personally tone myself down and say, okay, well, let's not be so reactive. But I mean, I, I honestly, it's like a battle, right? I'm having with myself because you see these images and then you read about it 
and your blood is boiling and you wonder what can you do? You wonder what's the next step? We can have all the discussions that we want to have every day on Clubhouse, which I'm very grateful for because we need to talk about this. It needs to be addressed. Uh, but I'm always wondering what's the next step and how can we take action? And um, I wish there was a way to prevent this. Like, what is the next thing that we can do to help to help when this is happening? Like, honestly, I, 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 I don't know what to do. And these are times where I hate to admit it, but I feel powerless and the, the people feel powerless. The community feels powerless and you're pissed off. I'm at work and I don't give a damn. So they're they just going to have to hear about my rent today. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's just one of those things like, okay, cool. Equality, you know, coming together, unity is great, but is I, I think we're far beyond that. I, I don't even think it should matter. I think everyone should be angered. I think everyone should be angered. And I, and I, and I do think that something needs to happen and we don't need to wait for anything. So that's just where well, I'm right now, but I am also very emotional about it. Um, and I'm kind of sick of it. It's, you know, we don't get to take a break in America. <laughs> I know everyone thinks it's a great place to be. Um, it's, it's, I'm sure it's wonderful compared to many, but we don't get to take a break here. No one does. Um, and you're, you're always reading about something happening. So that's all I have to say for now. Okay. Uh, let me reset the room, which is something I always forget to do. Um, this is the Karma Club. It's a weekly excursion into serious issues discussed by smart people who don't want to be polarized, which is why I make all these, these points about standing together. My feeling as the founder of this club is that if we give out love, we have a better chance of getting back love. Okay, I might be, you know, optimistic and naive, but I have always given out love and gotten back love. And we support ourselves with a coin called the Karma Coin that you can uh, you can be part of on Rally.io. Uh, just we use the money that the coin generates to support support uh, other creators. And that's that's my pitch. We're here every week. Every week, it's another bone crushing, <laughs> like fabulously, another bone crushing issue. But we try to come out of it with some solutions if we can, some plans if we can, and certainly some better understanding. And I love you all. And it's to me is a gift to see you here helping me discuss all this. Yvette. Hi, if I can, I'm super fast before Yvette and I will do you Yvette. Um, but if I, if I can super fast just to reset the room in terms of action steps, right? So I have now screenshot Marguerite's profile. So Marguerite is in the room. She's Haitian, but she can't come on stage. And so she has a lot of organizations um, that are vetted and trusted because let's not forget all the money that was raised for Haiti the last time. And a lot of most of that money did not actually go to supporting the Haitians on the ground. Um, and so one one of the organizations is Help for Haiti. Uh, uh, excuse me, Hope for Haiti, excuse me. And there's also G-H-E-S-K-I-O. So again, if you want to look at my profile picture, you can see them, or you can go to Marguerite um, herself, and, and her name is in my profile right now. So you can go to her um, profile and look and see what you can do. Um, also, low stakes is you can support Haitian media, right? So again, one of the big one of the big um, components of this whole debacle is information, right? Unless those journalists, those photographers, people with smartphones or whatever they had were there at the border to take those pictures, we would not be here today in terms of the level of outrage and urgency, black urgency that we have to address in this issue. So media, independent media is also really important to, to, to support. Um, and so HaitianTimes.org, I, I pay the paywall. I read their news because I feel like, you know, we uh, sometimes it's food, water and shelter, right? But, it, but it's also information that is crucial. So you can also support Haitian Times, which is an independent Haitian um, newspaper. So again, look at my profile picture. Hope for Haiti is one of the organizations you can donate to. And um, also Haitian Times, you can donate to them as well. Uh, we're Black for supporting the Haitians. Sincerely, please ping at least 15 people into this room. I, a lot of you are in the room or in the room because I 
either texted you or pinged you. So please do that favor black again, right? Reciprocity, right? Uh, a rising tide raises all boats and um, ping some more people, text some more people right. into this room as well. Thank you so much for Black of War, Blurgency, done speaking. And Dr. Francine, um, I think this definitely, I'm mindful of the time, but I think for next week, I think you should continue the conversation on uh, Black women, white women. That was the original uh, talk of this room, but Haiti was more urgent. But also, I, as a Canadian, I'd like to say that U.S., you guys are not bad as what you think. Yes, there's a lot of issues that we have to address, especially when you think of the kidnapping, right? The recent kidnapping where uh, there were the questions raised about would a, if a white person went missing, uh, what's the urgency uh, compared to an Aboriginal or Indigenous or a Black person, right? And these are conversations that you definitely should continue next week. Also, uh, one thing is you can uh, think oh, about... Oh, I, I yeah. definitely want to continue it next week. Yes. Haiti just popped yes, up. Yes, unfortunately. Haiti just popped up as, as Rablaka for the Blacks would say, mm. blurgent. Yes. And so I think we blurgently need to uh, create awareness for Haiti and tell people, you know, where they can help and donate because, um, and, you know, un until I heard Sharon speak... And I and until I talked to this woman that had been down at the border and said that, you know, the Mexican cartels are picking people up who want to come to the United States, charging them six thousand dollars and selling them into indentured servitude. Come on. I mean, it cannot get any worse than that. And that just rang, rung, whatever, my bell. Anyway, I agree with you, Heyman. That's the, the long and short of it. Yvette, would you like to weigh in? Yes, let's, yeah, let's move on to Miss Legendary Yvette Vargas. Welcome <laughs> to the stage. Oh Hi, my boo. Goodness. Hey, boo. Hey, hey, boo, and everyone else. My goodness, it's like so nice to hear um, kind, you know, kind words during these difficult times. So, beautiful wonderful welcome and elijah thank you for preparing me into this room i was writing uh, and also getting ready to go to the first uh physical meeting at an office uh since uh this pandemic madness began so um Cue dramatic thoughts. music dun, dun, dun. Yes, I know. A, lot, a lot of different thoughts and emotions are going you're through gonna my feel, yeah you're gonna feel very unsafe i did that and it's yeah. so scary yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. Of course, I will have my mask on. I, of course, I will be social distancing and, and, and practicing, uh, you know, all the sanitary, uh, you know, practices. But, um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of thoughts and a lot of emotions uh, are, are just flowing through, through me right now. And then, in terms of this particular subject, and again, you know, Elijah, thank you so much for pinging me in here. Um, you know, just in terms of. You know, there's so many thoughts and so many feelings that have come um, just just stirred up for me in terms, you know, with watching those horrific, those horrific images that are just so shocking. And one of the one of the thoughts that came to mind, um, which is something that happens so often, is that that behavior and, you know, white men on horses and just all of that. It was literally like a solution. That oh my God! It's a place. movie. Yes. It's a, well, it's yeah. It's 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 it's, de it's definitely a movie. It's definitely a movie. But it's also like a solution that was put into place as 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 a practice, right? To turn people away, and 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 clearly in this particular case, uh, you know, just black people um, and and just people people of color, indigenous, all of it, and it like. Not only was it just absolutely horrific in terms of what, what what was happening there, but just the fact that that that's a solution. That's a solution to deter migrants, um, you know, entering this country. I was shocked that in, that in twenty twenty one that that is the practice, right? I mean, uh, men on horses with whatever the hell you know they were abusing, um, physically abusing those migrants that are just, you know, desperate, uh, just desperate for help, desperate for help. And uh, I mean, you know, and, 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 and one of the things 
that um, just, you know, has come up, come, come to my mind. And, and again, like the pain and the horror of the whole thing is how can that possibly be a solution, you know, at this state? How can anyone stand behind that? And, you know, I mean, where, you know, where, where are the Jeeps? Where are, you know, where, 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 I mean, where is, where's, where's like the water, the food, um, just, you know, just, just, uh, medical supplies. Where's all of that? Um, and, and of course so many other solutions. So I was just shocked, of course, at the, the, the horrific behavior, but that, 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 that was like the solution that we had to offer for migrants, migrants, desperate migrants that, you know, who are coming into this country. And it's just clearly unacceptable. So there's a tremendous amount of work that needs to be done. And, 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 you know, especially with the solutions, right. Just with, with the solutions. So, you know, those are just some of the things that um, I've just been pondering and uh, you know, in, in, in some respects, like fabulously vegan, you know, what, what, what can we do? Like, where do we go from here and how can we, how, how can we make these the changes that need to be, that need to be made immediately, immediately. And, and, uh, so it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's horrific to see it and know that that's the reality. And it's also horrific, um, in terms of, uh, looking forward of how the hell can we fix, you know, this effing mess. So those are just some thoughts that I wanted to share. Perhaps that sparks conversation. Thank you again. I have, uh, changed my, my avatar to Marguerite's profile so that people can see where the organizations are where you can donate to Haiti. But I would like to, if Piotr can, he said he couldn't weigh in right away, but maybe now he can, because Piotr is an expert in geopolitical affairs. And one of the things that we discuss is what what is the solution to this? Where is the United Nations? Where is the WHO? Anyway, Piotr, can you weigh in? Okay, that would be a no. Um, and Piotr, well, let me just second. add. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just going to say that Piotr is uh, going to do a room on uh, Haiti later on today. Um, yes, that's right. But yeah, because there was all these rooms on Afghanistan. So <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Thank you. I want um, to add a reminder, though. We've, yeah, we've all moved on to Haiti. But I want to get through everybody, and there's nine minutes left. So, Tracy. Hi, everyone. Thanks for asking me out. I really just want to, I can't say anything new. I'm appalled. Um, I can't help but think that they, what I see on the news is different than what I've seen in the past, more violent, et cetera. And I can't help but relate that to skin color. And I wish I was wrong. And I just, that's how I feel in my heart. I also want to pass my time over to Rebecca. So Rebecca for the Blacks, would you please um, give everybody the information again? I changed my PTR too. But I think if you know um, trusted fundraising places, that's that's something we can do. And it makes us feel a little less powerless. Thank you. Yeah, I think, again, um, in terms of, or thank you so much for that, Tracy, for the Blacks. So I, again, I think in terms of like, uh, the way momentum in terms of organizing goes, right? So it goes from problem, right? So people have to like emote, they have to be upset, they have to cry, they have to get in their trauma and their feelings. And then either one, they get over it, right? Because then they get used to this new level of pain and trauma that's triggered them. Or two, they do something about it, right? So I think we're at this critical point now, this tipping point where we can do something. So Marguerite has, um, and I asked her to change her profile again because she added, she, she DM'd me more resources, but again, people also get overwhelmed. So I'm also mindful of that. Right. Um, so hope for Haiti is one of the biggest organizations, uh, that is, uh, on the ground doing, uh, work in hate, um, for the Haitians in Haiti though. Um, and so there's also Houston. Hey, hold on one second. Cause I'm going to get it. But again, I asked Marguerite to just change it. So that it's all together. Um, Houston Haitians United. So Houston, Houston Haitians United is the other one. Um, and again, it's literally Houston Haitians United.org. 
is the one that actually is giving money to the Haitians that are at the Texas border. So, oh, that's Katie, incredible to know. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So, because the, the issue is, and, and I've pinged um, Direct to be in the room. I don't know if he can. And again, please, everybody, also text 5, 10, 15 people into this room. That's, I do it well, every time. Clubhouse, Clubhouse can be such a force for good. It can be. Just, if we just get it going and notify the right people. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I so, use um, Clubhouse. So let me just finish. I use Clubhouse as a community organizing tool. So Direct shared with me that the issue is that um, most of the organizations that people are donating to are donating to directly to Haiti, right? So people who are actually there, who are dealing with the earthquake, who are dealing with the hurricane, who are dealing with just straight up being the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, right? So um, uh, Houston Haitians United is one of the organizations that has been vetted that is actually giving money to the border crisis right now, right? So they're two acute or, as I would say, blurgent issues, right? But um, so, I mean, you can take your pick, but just just know what you're donating to and maybe you donate to both, right? So don't think like, oh my goodness, I'm going to send like $1,000 to Haiti United. Sure, but none of that money is going to go to the border crisis. Or I'm going to give $1,000 to um, Houston, uh, what is it? Uh, Houston's Haitian's, Houston Haitians United, great, but none of that money is going to go to uh, to the island, to people who are in Haiti right now. So I think it's just good to demystify that um, and to be transparent with um, what these organizations' missions are and, and where your money is actually going to go. And then now you can make an informed decision, blubbingly, right, like as to who you want to donate to, um, when, how much you want to donate, donate to them, and why. So we're Black before being discerning in, in a loving way as to where your money's going to go, I would suggest it goes to both, right? Because <laughs> again, it's a sustainability here, right? So Haitian, so excuse me, uh, Haitians United is for Haiti, the island, and Houston Haitians United is for the border crisis because it's Haiti's, um, the Haitians that are in Texas are organizing that particular um, movement on the ground. So we're Black of Four supporting the Haitians both on the islands and at the border here, done speaking. All right, Missy, would you like to weigh in after being here on stage for so long? Hi, Missy. Welcome to the stage. If you're with us, just on mic. Yeah, Missy had just um, DM'd me, so I'll, I'll see. I'll just DM her right now and see. All right, and let's let's move on to uh, let's move on to Nina. Hey there. Hi. Hi, Francine. Hi, Hi. Hi, Nina Nina Gregory. Hi, Liza. Hi, Rebecca. Hey, everybody. What a good room. Um, So I clearly am popping in at the end of it. But was there was there a question? No, the the question was, will you help? (laughs) like yeah Yeah. you 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 are a a no offense white woman with resources that's nina for the black that's nina for the blacks all morning (laughs) and congratulations Uh, on her um on on her her new job at clubhouse yes so thanks you guys our editor at npr queen of all things nonprofit. Have you started yet? No, I start October 4th. So I don't I don't know any of the things yet. I don't know anything. I don't have the email, but I did get a hoodie. So that was very exciting. I oh, that's like a good official, start. Right? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good start. But I, I want, you know, I'm trying to, we are trying to, drum up support for Haiti here in the near term. Well, I think one of the things I can commit to doing, again, I haven't started my job yet, but I will be head of news. And I think that, you know, as we continue to um, get any reporting out of Haiti or find people we can talk to, you know, what I don't know what I'll be able to do in my capacity at Clubhouse, but this is a story that, you know, should be given a platform and people yeah, you can keep sending them to us. More about Karma it. Club. Yeah. Karma Club. Right. This is what we do. So, 
I, Whenever you see somebody who needs help. Send at them the border. I mean, these are um, also ongoing problems. And one of the things that, or, you know, there are systemic problems, historical problems. And one of the things that I hope to do in my role at Clubhouse is to also bring in retired journalists who spent many years covering these stories. So we sort of like cast out and then they can sometimes provide some of the long-term context of people who have gone to the country or lived in the country, covered it. Um, but yeah. Put, so our, put our name on a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put our name Top on of the, the list. list. I'm Dr. Francine. And also yeah, I'm wondering. Fra- always talk to those people. And Francine, always. Oh, sorry. Yes. I'm also wondering like from, from your, from your experiences, all of the ones who've been veterans, right? Anita's in this space. You've been in the space. What do you feel is the most impactful thing that Americans can do to reach their politicians? Because at this stage, I mean, donations have been, will be going out, but what will be the most impactful? You've seen revolutions happening, right? But like, is there anything else? Like, is there calling your, uh, you know, your uh, politician or what, getting on the media or what works like from your perspective and especially working in NPR? Call the White House, honey. You can call the White House. They have people who answer phones for issues like this. And you can call your um, senators and um, congresspeople from the... Um, But also, if they are back home, go to their office. Um, Go to their town halls. Um, The local offices have a lot of power. Um, in terms of, and, and then they also know, hey, this person, I live in Seattle, they're like, oh, someone from Seattle is bothering uh, Patty Murray, Senator Murray, although she's great, so I wouldn't bother her. But, you know, the, the local person calling Congress is the person who is going to have the biggest impact. And of course, register to vote. Register voters in the district. I will also just add, if you know that your member is on a committee that might have influence, that's especially important. So you can look up your members of of Congress, put in your address and Google it and figure out who your reps are and you can look at their page. And if they sit on any of the relevant committees, your voice may, may be even more important than somebody whose elected officials don't. Yes, and thank you so much for that, Nina. Um, Laugh voice. Laugh yep. voice. And um, Hakeem Jeffries and Yvette, oh God, I can't remember Yvette's last name right now, um, are two in Congress right now that have formed the Haitian Committee. Mind you, neither one of them are Haitian. But <laughs> uh, they're both are representatives in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn does have like one of the biggest Haitian populations. Um, and so they have started a task force uh, within Congress to address the issues uh, Chuck Schumer also spoke about. I don't know what the um, what the HR bill is, but there's a bill that he's trying to repeal. I just don't remember the, the name of it. That he's trying to repeal that basically forces America. And maybe Piotr or someone will knows the name of it, but it forces America to say, "Okay, we can dispel any refugees we want right now because of COVID." So he's saying that COVID is kind of sort of under control right now. And so the humanitarian, the humanitarian crisis that is plaguing Haiti is a, is a bigger deal than, than we being afraid of, of COVID as a reason to put them to pack 600 people on a plane only meant for 100 people back to Haiti. Um, and there are also reports right now stating that a few months ago, uh, Biden did say that, you know, Haiti is, desta- is destabilized and, you know, um, and not really suitable right now. And so for him to say that yeah. how many months ago on record, but then to do what he is doing, like, I think the, again, in terms of acute, right. Or, or blurgent, right. Like the image of the crack of the whip um, is tantamount right. to the clinging of the plane in Afghanistan. Right. Exactly. These are two images that get people going, Whoa, because it's totally incongruent with what we think, in any way, shape, or form, America should be within like fifty feet of, right? Like, whoa, Bingo. you know, a whip, a wing, same thing, right? Um, right. And so, title, you know, oh, sorry, it's Title so, Forty Two for you. Um, title Forty Two. Thank yeah. you. So, so between um, what Schumer is starting to say and do, um, what Hakeem is Hakeem Jeffries is starting to to say and do, um, 
And then also, you know, I mean, I'm in New York City and like it's about to rain, but I was re- I was already talking to some organizers and apparently to to protest in front of the UN because the the UN is council is like ending tomorrow, but it's it's a, literally it's about to like rain really bad. Like it's really windy today, so I guess not. But this this would have been the time because I was really okay. offended by um Biden and and his like top gun type of American hero type of robust America's back uh, speech that he had to me, it was very tone deaf considering, um, the blood on his hands right now. And to me, still not enough of a, of a stance to, I mean, those people should have been fired immediately. This is not administ- This is not an administrative lead lead, which is what they're on right now for, for th- those who actually no, had the no ropes kidding. on the horses. Yeah. If you want a technique, you look to, at Elian Gonzalez. Have no- we have um, no more time, so I want to I want to hear whether David has anything to say. And this room is already five minutes over. So, so and, David, and also, I, I, can I pitch that I'm having um, a a meeting on Sunday after um, town hall um, that is um, a left wing pack strike pack is starting here on Clubhouse, um, and I hope people will join us. You can read the description. Um, in the invitation. Thank you. Yes, I just allowed you to pitch. <laughs> and I hope you saw you what did. I did there. <laughs> no, I let you do it. <laughs> David. Yes, thank you for the invitation. I would like to be of support to someone in Haiti. They are a husband and wife with two kids. The husband is his name is Jimmy, and he helps build houses for the destitute in Haiti. He works with an organization called Homes from the Heart. And when Jimmy can, works on a house, he selects a recipient of the house. He uh, gets permission to build it. And recently, within the last six months, he had to get permission from uh, uh, basically a gang leader. And his wife didn't want him to go meet the gang leader because there are a lot of guns around gang leaders. And uh, Jimmy said, well, this is my job and I need to build a house for this lady and her three kids. I've got to go. Well, he went uh, to the room where the gang leader was. Uh, And around the room was, I'm going to say, two dozen. Um, He said lots and lots of of guns, fully automatic weapons. And he sat down with this man and he said, I need to build a home for such and so. And the gang leader said, yeah, I know that lady. She's got three kids. Yeah, I'd like for you to have have a house built for her. How long will it take you? Two weeks, he said. And Jimmy sat there. Yeah, uh, two weeks. The gang leader said, good, I'll send you two guys with fully automatic weapons and they'll protect you for two weeks. And they built the house. Mom and three kids moved in. Um, Jimmy does this every, basically every two weeks. Um, Housing and aid to the poor in Haiti is really needed. Um, and the, the gangs sometimes bring more safety, if you will, or more food than the government can because of the magnitude of the problem. So what I would encourage us to do is, uh, yes, recognize the need and send aid, whatever kind we can. Uh, Homes from the Heart builds houses down there, $2,000 at a time. What we need to do is to end the struggle within ourselves and come to a place of quiet and stillness so we can speak clearly about what the need is and help direct need, but really from a place of great solitude and resource so that we don't feel combated. We don't feel so angry or so disabled because of our rage, and I've been there. We need to speak from a place of authority, simplicity, and great uh, compassion for the people that we meet, um, people that we work with, even people we disagree with, in order to build in the world. We need a billion houses built. 
like homes from the heart is building one at a time. Um, so that's my pitch. Let's help the human race and go to a place of stillness and silence at least two minutes a day. Thanks. Oh, David, you were brought to me to end this room. I swear, everything I need comes to me. And I needed you to remind me of all of that. And it, it, homes for the heart or homes from the heart? Homes from the heart. And is it a 501c3? Yes. It's based in Kansas City administratively. They're in five countries in South and Central America. They've been doing great work for about 30 years, eh, maybe 25. Um, Can I ask a question real quick, Dave? Yeah. Did you guys do a fundraiser in Clubhouse not too long ago? I am not sure. I, I, I'm not familiar with it, but it's possible. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I have. <laughs> Can I, I say something real quick, Dr. Friends? Oh, okay. um, yeah. So you guys were talking about in regards to um, those who want to assist with the individuals at the border right now. I'm one of those individuals that's going to be on boots on that ground. Um, as well as um, other individuals from Clubhouse. Starting um, when? Um, starting this Monday. I'm actually landing on Saturday in San Antonio. I'll be in San Antonio, Delaware, and then as well as Houston. Um, we're making sure that the proceeds are going where they're supposed to be. We're allocating the funds. And as well as separating um, toiletries and baby wipes to the mothers that need them and the children. And it goes on to say that there's translators, which I'm one of those. And then if you guys need more information, I do have an email contact. I do have a room that I carry on this platform. Myself, Richardson, Machi, and Westner. It's on Tuesdays and Thursdays called I'm Haitian. Um, we do Haitian spiritual talk on Thursdays at 4 p.m. That room will be open. I don't want to take any more time away from you guys. But David, um, I would suggest you looking further more into that um, organization that you speak of with. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Thank you so much, guys. Thank and you, I just, Miss uh, Francine, before you go, I just want everybody to PTR. I want to show you guys Harold, who is in the National Portrait Gallery. Uh, this photo was taken uh, circa 19, I'm sorry, 1863 uh, ish. And there are a couple of reprints. This is a silver print um, of Harold. Um, he escaped. Uh, slavery in Louisiana. And um, this is the tree on his back. They used to call these trees. After you, after you get whipped, um, this is the tree that it makes uh, of welts and, um, and bruises. So this is what America is. So I don't want us to be deluded about who, who we are, where we are, or where we came from as we move forward. Um, I probably will open a second room uh, on Haiti soon um, uh, and invite just everyone let, to join me. Yeah. yeah, just let me know. I have a, a standing call right after this room, so I have to close it down. And Missy, so I'm going to follow you. I would love to ping you into the situation when we do uh, open up. Yeah, I'm following. Reiterate that Marguerite's list of donors is what we should focus on, just to be sure yes. that people are getting the resources. Because yes. there's a yes. lot of you know nefarious people out there, and Marguerite exactly. has a list of people who are qualified, who are vetted. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. I love you. I have... It's an honor and a privilege to host this room every week and to learn from all of you. And I will do it until uh, they're going to have to pry this room out of my bony fingers because <laughs> oh, you no. are, you I'll make sure you're keeping so going. Wonder, you are so wonderful. The Ben Gay. Thanks, Lucia. Uh, we'll chat soon. Hope, uh, are you able to, uh, are you busy at work or? I'll presume you are. <laughs> Have a good day, Lucia. Bye.